Like many English teachers, I dreamt of being an author. All through my pregnancy, I made cracks to Jeremy, my husband, about naming my firstborn Pulitzer. Just so I can say I have one. But I was sure about one thing. I wanted our son to have a name which would make him stand out in a crowd. Something out of the ordinary to mark him as different. Well, not in my wildest imaginings could I have known how different my son would turn out to be. My wunderkind started speaking early, then at eight months, just stopped. No more cat, sat, hat, duck, truck. Just a perplexing, deafening silence. By the time he was one year old, his behaviour was repetitive, his moods fractious, his sleep erratic, his only comfort being plugged into my raw breast. I was worried I'd be breastfeeding him until he went to university. Until I began to wonder if he ever would. As Merlin was my first child, I wasn't sure if his behaviour was abnormal and made tentative inquiries to relatives. Since my father's fatal aneurysm while in bed with a Polish masseuse and part-time druid priestess, my mother had been mending her broken heart by spending his life insurance on a never-ending globetrot. Unable to reach her in the Guatemalan rainforest or halfway up Mount Kilimanjaro, I turned to my in-laws for advice. Jeremy's family enjoyed a wealthy lifestyle on the land, just outside Cheltenham. And before you start picturing the kind of family that has a wealthy lifestyle outside Cheltenham, let me assure you that you're absolutely spot on. When I tried to broach the subject, my father-in-law's eyebrows took the moral high ground. Jeremy's father had achieved his life's ambition of becoming a Tory MP for Wiltshire North. He had a broad, severe forehead like Beethoven, but was completely tone-deaf to life's lyricism. It's quite a Newton-defying feat, really, to rise by gravity, but that's what he'd done. The very earnest Derek Beaufort was the coldest, smoothest man I'd ever met. He was remote, chilly, self-absorbed. I'd often glimpse him on news programmes working hard at turning up the corners of his mouth into what could be mistaken for a smile. He didn't even attempt to simulate friendliness now. The only thing wrong with Merlin is his mother, he proclaimed. I waited for my husband or my mother-in-law to leap to my defence. Jeremy squeezed my hand under the heavy mahogany heirloom dining table but kept wearing his expression of bolted-on politeness. Mrs Beaufort's think Barbara Cartland, but with more makeup, smile thinned out between twin brackets of condemnation. She had always let me know that her son had married beneath himself. Which is true, as I'm only five foot three, I joshed to Jeremy at our engagement party. Just think, darling, you can use me as a decoration on our wedding cake. Merlin was two when the doctor made his diagnosis. Jeremy and I were sitting side by side in the paediatric wing of the London University College Hospital. Lucy, Jeremy, do sit down. The paediatrician's voice was light and falsely cheery, which was when I knew something was seriously wrong. The word autism slid into me like the sharp, cold edge of a knife. Blood pulsed into my head. Autism is a <coughs> lifelong developmental disability which affects how a person relates to other people. It's a disorder of neural development chiefly characterised by an inability to communicate effectively, plus inappropriate or obsessive behaviour.
the paediatrician, kind but robust, his white hair floating above him like a cumulus cloud, kept talking, but all I heard were exclamations of protest. Rebuttals clattered through my cranium. Merlin is not autistic, I told the doctor emphatically. He's loving, he's bright, he's my perfect, beautiful, adored baby boy. For the rest of the consultation, I felt I was buckling with pressure, as if I were trying to close a submarine hatch against the weight of the ocean. I glanced through the glass panel at my son in the waiting room playpen. His tangled blonde curls, ruby red mouth and aquamarine eyes were so familiar. But this doctor was reducing him to a label. Suddenly Merlin was little more than an envelope with no address. An ache of love squeezed up from my bone marrow and coagulated around my heart. Dust motes danced in the heavy air.